What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down my Week 10 trade targets and my sell highs. As you guys know, as I do every single Wednesday, five buy lows, three sell highs that we're breaking down for fantasy football purposes. Let me know down below in the comment section how many more of these trade targets videos you need to see because I need to know when your guys' trade deadlines are. Is it Week 12? Is it Week 13? Whatever the case is, let me know down below in the comments. But without further ado, if you guys enjoy, leave a like, comment down below any of your thoughts, subscribe to the channel if you're new around here. Let's get into it. Right, so the first guy that we're going to break down in this video is the sun god himself, Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, he has not finished as a top 20 wide receiver on any week since week two due to the high ankle sprain that he suffered in week three that caused him to be out for a couple games, uh, be limited in a couple other games. But Amon Ross St. Brown is still an absolutely phenomenal buy low right now because people are forgetting just how dominant this guy was at the beginning of the season and even how dominant he's been on a per route basis throughout the season. You guys can see on the screen right now, I have highlighted his targets per route run in all the games that he's played in this year. And even in the limited games that he's played in, the targets per route run are as follows. 33%, 36%, 27%, 38%, 25 24 35 and 31 On a per route basis, this guy's commanding targets at the second highest rate in the NFL, only behind Tyreek Hill, just ahead of guys like Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, and Stephon Diggs in the high 20s. The Bears and Giants are the next two games on the docket for the Detroit Lions. Both of those defenses rank bottom 12 in the NFL against fantasy wide receivers, according to my matchup chart. And he also has Carolina and Chicago during the fantasy playoffs for a long-term play in week 16 and week 17. Both of those defenses rank bottom 12 as well. This is a wide receiver one rest of the season, given the usage that we've seen from him. Hopefully he's now healthy getting back to his full strength. You can get him for wide receiver two to three price tags. And this is a guy, again, with wide receiver one type of usage right now. You guys can get him in trades for guys like Justin Fields, who's coming off of a big week, Tua Tungavailoa, Antonio Gibson and Kadarius Toney, Adam Thielen and Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Miles Sanders and Greg Dolchich was used to get Amon Ross St. Brown, Alex Madison, and Mike Kosicki. You guys get the point. It's not a high price tag to get Amon Ross St. Brown right now. And if he doesn't get injured, if he doesn't suffer that high ankle sprain in week three, we could be talking about this year's Cooper Cup. We could be talking about a guy that could be a top three, top five wide receiver in fantasy right now. If that injury doesn't derail his season, hopefully he's back to full strength. And it seems like he is. Number two on this list is Saquon Barkley, who is a known elite fantasy asset. He will not cost you uh, very, very little to go out and acquire. But he was on buy this past week. He hasn't cracked 20 PPR points in five games. This is one of those buying windows that I like to spot on elite assets where people in home leagues might not realize just how valuable this elite fantasy asset in Saquon Barkley is. And you can get him for 90 cents on the dollar. You can use two depth pieces to tear up to a guy like Saquon Barkley. It's still going to cost you a lot. He's still going to be an expensive piece to go out and acquire, but you can use some of the pieces that have had better weeks in the past couple of games to tear up at the running back position. Joe Mixon stands out as a perfect example because he's coming off of a monster week. Alvin Kamara had a monster week two weeks ago. Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne have been very good. If you guys can use these players to get up to Saquon Barkley, these guys are tier two running backs rest of season. Saquon Barkley is a tier one running back rest of season. RB2 in my rest of season rankings just behind Christian McCaffrey. You can use these guys one for one, or maybe you have to add in a small piece. The other thing that you can do is trade guys like Leonard Fournette and Jonathan Taylor, guys who are a little bit more rocky in their outlooks. 
and use an Amari Cooper, a Garrett Wilson, a Tyler Lockett in a league where you don't mind giving up some depth and go after a guy like Saquon Barkley, who is an absolute stud, who plays the Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions the next two weeks, both of whom rank bottom five against fantasy running backs. So the buying window will shut very quickly on Saquon Barkley because he's probably going to be unbelievable against the Houston Texans this week and the Detroit Lions next week. So definitely make sure to go out and send some offers for Saquon Barkley right now. You can get him for, like I said, a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, package him with a guy like Garrett Wilson. If you can afford to give up the depth, it definitely makes some sense. Same goes for this Debo Samuel, Miles Sanders trade. Dallas Goddard and AJ Brown for Saquon Barkley and Pat Fryermuth, Amari Cooper and Leonard Fournette. Like I said, all these trades make some sense for Saquon Barkley or look to sell a guy like Joe Mixon coming off of the big week. Alvin Kamara two weeks ago off of the big week definitely makes some sense there. So moving on to the third trade target of the video, we have T Higgins and he has been just fine the last few games. He hasn't been bad. He's averaging eight targets per game the last four games and he hasn't had the balls bounce his way. That's really all it comes down to with T Higgins. He hasn't really scored any touchdowns. He hasn't really had any big plays. And even though the Bengals offense is scoring points, it just hasn't gone T Higgins way. After the bye this coming week, the Bengals play the Steelers, the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Browns, all of whom rank 20th or worse against fantasy wide receivers. The Steelers, who they play in their next game, is bottom four against fantasy wide receivers. So the buying window is probably going to close after the bye week is over. Jamar Chase should be coming back soon, which will probably impact T. Higgins' target share, but it will also help the offense overall take some attention away from T. Higgins. So either way you slice it, I think this is a borderline wide receiver one rest of the season, and he is available right now for a very affordable wide receiver two to three price tag. You can use guys that have had great weeks in recent games like Brandon Ayuk before his buy, he was playing some great football. Tyler Lockett, Ezekiel Elliott were traded away for T. Higgins and DJ Moore. Some guy got T. Higgins and Kyle Pitts for Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson and Devontae Smith. Again, another example of a two for one, two good depth pieces, but you get yourself a stud in T. Higgins. Same goes for this Aaron Jones trade. Zach Ertz was traded straight up for him. Amari Cooper for T. Higgins and Josh Palmer. You guys get the point. McCole Hardman apparently was traded away for T. Higgins, a guy who's had a bunch of great weeks in a row. So we can move on to the number four trade target of the video, which is Antonio Gibson. Now, this guy is much more affordable than the previous three that I talked about. For those of you guys that are in deeper leagues, this is where I think Antonio Gibson makes a ton of sense. So for example, in my league, it's a two wide receiver, two running back, three flex start. It's a deep league format. We have deep benches. There's not a lot available on the waiver wire for you to stream matchups and that kind of thing. So Antonio Gibson is, is more valuable in this type of league format than he would be in your standard, you know, two running backs, two wide receivers, one flex, you know, PPR league with, you know, a 10 man or whatever. Uh, Antonio Gibson, let me paint the picture here. JD McKissick has been dealing with neck injuries the last couple of weeks. It actually caused him to be out in week nine. He went to see a specialist for said neck injuries, which usually means he didn't like the opinion of the first doctor, which is probably an indication that he might go on IR with this injury. Going into a second opinion usually means that they're going to be out longer than a typical, you know, one week absence. Brian Robinson, who is sharing the backfield with Antonio Gibson right now, is averaging 3.3 yards per carry, and Gibson secured a very, very valuable workload with J.D. McKissick out this past week. His highest snap share of the season, 57% and 61% of the team's routes. With J.D. McKissick out of the lineup, Antonio Gibson is resuming the role that we saw or we wanted from him his rookie season and his second season. He's a guy that's running most of the routes, getting most of the targets, and that's exactly what Antonio Gibson is best at because he was a receiver in college. So with Brian Robinson struggling on the ground, Antonio Gibson's playing pretty well right now, and J.D. McKissick's injury, I think you could do a lot worse than targeting a guy like Antonio Gibson in trade. You can get Antonio Gibson right now in trades involving Ezekiel Elliott. You can tear down from Chris Olave to DJ Moore and Antonio Gibson. You can get Antonio Gibson for Pat Fryermuth for Deontay Foreman. 
Anybody that is a running back like Deontay Foreman with an expiring workload definitely makes some sense to see if you can transition one for one for Antonio Gibson. Take guys like, you know, Rondell Moore and McCole Hardman, who I'm going to talk about later on in the video, and see if you can package them one for one for Antonio Gibson. Because while those guys have been more productive recently, Antonio Gibson could be the type of guy that wins people championships down the stretch because he gets very, very valuable workload for Washington as long as J.D. McKissick is out of the lineup. And with Brian Robinson's struggles, who knows? Maybe he eats more into the early down work as well. Number five on this list is Raheem Mostert. Now, in sharper leagues, this is the only way you're going to get Raheem Mostert for a discount because in more casual leagues, people won't notice that Raheem Mostert's usage went down last week because Jeff Wilson actually outsnapped, ran more routes, out-targeted, and matched Raheem Mostert and carries. So not looking good so far for Raheem Mostert's outlook because Jeff Wilson was just traded for to the Miami Dolphins from the San Francisco 49ers, and he was immediately thrust into like a 50-50 timeshare in his first game with Miami. But the reason that I like Raheem Mostert as a buy low candidate is because I think the overreaction will be very, very high in leagues that people understand workloads and snap shares and all that kind of stuff. So why I'm buying into Raheem Mostert is because anytime Mostert and Wilson were both healthy in San Francisco, where Mike McDaniel was the offensive coordinator, Raheem Mostert was favored with the major workload. The staff used him in long down and distance. The staff used him on the goal line. And I believe he's the better player of the two. So while Jeff Wilson is going to get mixed in into all those situations, as I mentioned, I'm sure somebody's going to comment down below that Jeff Wilson's vulture carries on the goal line from Raheem Mostert in the past. It's definitely possible. But the reason that I'm buying into the situation is because this is not, you know, your average run of the mill offense. The important thing to remember is that we want pieces of this Dolphins offense. And right now, this usage to me, my gut tells me it was a blip on the radar and that Raheem Mostert can probably be had for cheap as a result. And even if we're talking about a running back who's a 60-40 timeshare type of option, in this offense, he can score touchdowns, he can break away long plays, he can be efficient, and I'm not really worried about Jeff Wilson eating into his workload. It definitely sucks that he's not still the you know 70-80% snap share type of guy that we thought he might be for the rest of the season, but I still think this is a uh, rest of season RB2 with upside to be an RB1 given the offense that he plays in. And right now, you can get Raheem Mostert for guys like Terry McLaurin, for guys like Keenan Allen, who we don't even know what his situation is. And this guy also got Gabe Davis on top of um, Raheem Mostert in that trade. You can trade away uh, Tyler Boyd and McCole Hardman, who've both had really good weeks in recent um, you know, weeks. Raheem Mostert and Amari Cooper were acquired for them. Alan Lazard, a perfect example of a guy that you want to sell high on potentially as a guy who's getting targets in this Packers-led offense, but you know we don't know how sustainable it is. I think Raheem Mostert's a great guy to go after in that situation. So definitely be sending out offers for those players that I talked about. Moving into the sell highs of the videos, there's technically four of them. Usually there's only three, but they are basically two of the same kind. So the first category of sell highs that I'm going to talk about are the two guys that had absolutely monster weeks this week, right? Joe Mixon and Justin Fields. Whenever anybody posts, you know, 45, 50 fantasy points, I'm always going to be looking to tear up in that situation. Both guys are back-end RB1 and back-end QB1 rest of season at their position. But even though they're solid options and they're definitely guys that I would want to hold on to in general, I still have concerns about Joe Mixon's efficiency and Justin Fields' passing output. So with Joe Mixon, the missed tackles force per attempt has not been there this year. 11%, which is 6% lower than the NFL average. His yards after contact number is 0.49, lower than the NFL average. His rushes of 10 plus yards is only 8%, which is 2.5% lower than the NFL average. He's not been a superstar caliber running back. Most of his runs on the five touchdown game that he had last week were untouched 
very little contact until he got to the end zone. If you can use Mixon to get to a tier one running back coming off of this monster week that he just had, if you can get to a, a Saquon Barkley one for one, a Christian McCaffrey using a small piece, a Travis Etienne, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry one for one, you definitely should be looking to do that. Or same goes for wide receivers. If you want to just swap him for Jefferson, for Cup, for Tyree Hill, for AJ Brown, for Devontae Adams, etc. Definitely be sending out offers involving Joe Mixon and seeing what you can get away with because because of the big week, everybody's going to be focused on that fantasy output and you might be able to tear up as a result. And the same goes for Justin Fields at the quarterback position. It is very easy right now for one for one to swap Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson because Lamar has not had the greatest weeks in recent weeks and Justin Fields just had a monster game. He's the shiny new toy that everybody's obsessed with. And while I think he's a top eight, top 10 quarterback rest of the season, if I can use him to get to Lamar Jackson or to get to Joe Burrow or to get to Patrick Mahomes or to get to whoever in that elite territory of quarterbacks, I'm going to do it. Maybe you can even get to Josh Allen if the manager is very, very nervous about the, the elbow injury that he suffered. Maybe you have some quarterback depth and you can manage if Josh Allen misses a week or two. I think that also makes some sense. And if you're locked into Fields as your quarterback too, like I was, for example, I had Dak Prescott on by this past week. I traded Justin Fields away for A.J. Dillon. I'm not trading away for A.J. Dillon's production. I'm trading away for some upside for my bench in case of an Aaron Jones injury and he's already banged up. Maybe you can use Justin Fields to trade for a guy like Amon Ra or to trade for a guy like Higgins or Gibson or Mostert, who I already talked about in this video, or you want to just trade for some wide receiver depth in like a Tyler Lockett, Garrett Wilson, Jerry Judy type of capacity. So definitely be shopping these two guys. Having the weeks that they had are definitely cause for me to be selling them on the open market because their inherent value to the market has gone up given the performances that we saw from them. And same goes for these next two guys that I'm going to talk about. Rondell Moore and McCole Hardman. Both of these guys are wide receiver fours, right? They've had good weeks in recent weeks, but they are wide receiver fours in fantasy. Both of these guys are perfect to use in two-for-one tier-ups. Like I said, go after Saquon Barkley using Leonard Fournette and Rondell Moore, right? You can trade two pieces for an elite piece like Saquon Barkley. Rondell Moore has posted 20% target shares in three of his last four games, and he's been productive for fantasy, averaging 13.4 PPR points per game over that stretch or wide receiver 20 overall. Use him in an upgrade because Hollywood Brown will be returning to the lineup at some point. We don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but Hollywood Brown posted on his Instagram story that he'll be back very soon. And if that happens in the next few weeks, then Rondell Moore moves from like a back-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four, to a wide receiver five. Because Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, somebody's going to be left out and it's probably going to be Rondell Moore. But right now, you can use Rondell Moore and Raheem Mostert, for example, in this trade to get up to a guy like Nick Chubb. You can swap Rondell Moore one for one if you don't need the wide receiver depth for an upside swing like Khalil Herbert or like A.J. Dillon or like Kareem Hunt. All of those moves make sense. Same goes for McCole Hardman. I think he's even more of a sell high because unlike Rondell Moore, he's only running 50% of his team's routes. So this is a guy that's not even a full-time player for his roster yet. And Kadarius Toney hasn't even factored into this Kansas City Chiefs uh, wide receiver core. He only ran 9% of the routes in his first game on Sunday. McCole Hardman's bread and butter has always been big plays. It's always been touchdowns and this design stuff. And we know that that kind of production is good in best ball. We don't know exactly when we want to start that in our actual fantasy lineups. And it's going to fluctuate 
for a part-time player like McCole Hardman. So if many fantasy players in your leagues are just googly-eyeing the fantasy output of what McCole Hardman's done the past couple games, take advantage and use him plus a guy like Leonard Fournette to get up to a DeAndre Swift or maybe even a Saquon Barkley if people are very, very nervous in your leagues. Use him to tear up to an Amon Ross St. Brown at wide receiver using another wide receiver in a package deal. Some of the trades people are getting away with using McCole Hardman are just absolutely ludicrous. You can take McCole Hardman and Jonathan Taylor and get up to Justin Jefferson. This guy traded McCole Hardman straight up for Jamar Chase. Now, I don't think that's going to be very likely in your league to happen, but some of the other trades here are definitely likely. If you can use McCole Hardman and James Robinson, get yourself a Raheem Mostert or a bunch of package deals to get yourself a Jamar Chase. All of these moves make sense, and I think they're all definitely going to help your team in the long run. If you guys enjoyed this video, this is the end of it. Leave a like down below. Subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. We are trying to get to 20,000 subscribers at or about the NFL draft if possible. So really appreciate if you guys enjoy the content to hit the subscribe button. You can always unsubscribe later. Leave any of your trade questions down below. I'll get to as many as I can. And if you guys are interested in supporting us in any way, patreon.com is how you can do that. You'll get our rest of season rankings. You'll get our weekly start sit rankings, our dynasty rankings manifesto, which is enduring a big update today. As I'm launching this uh, November uh, update coming for the dynasty rankings manifesto, big updates to the foundational rankings, to the positional rankings, the top 200s, the 2023 prospects, all that stuff will be coming. So check that out in the pinned comment down below if you're interested. But with that being said, peace out and we'll talk to you soon. Why you need the money?